Yo, Chad, what if I told you there's a platform that could completely revolutionize your hiring strategy in a matter of hours? Yeah, I'd call bullshit. Well, it's not bullshit with AI for jobs powered by our friends at This Way Global. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, While everyone else is fishing in the same old talent pools, AI for Jobs can source over 160 million diverse candidate profiles. This Way Global has established unique partnerships with over 8,500 trusted diversity partners. So wait a minute. All of the hard on-the-ground work is already done. That's right, Cowboy. You can discover 300 qualified candidates per job rack instantly. Wow. It's like having a candidate sourcing magic wand. (laughs) Dude, if you had a magic wand, you would have Mexican pizzas all day. Mm. Uh, Stop distracting me, Sowash. AI for Jobs Advanced Matching Algorithm analyzes past applicants using trillions of historical matching events and over 1,600 data points. Now that is what AI should be doing, saving recruiters time on sourcing while they provide a white glove candidate experience. Let's wrap this shit up. I'm hungry. Listen up, kids. Revolutionize your hiring process today by jumping over to thiswayglobal.com and checking out AI for Jobs, where you can learn more about how to leverage AI for your recruiting instead of just writing poems and grocery lists. That is thiswayglobal.com. We out. Live from the Work Human booth at Unleash America in Vegas this year, Joel and I were able to sit down with some great practitioners and industry voices. Sit back and enjoy this exclusive episode powered by our friends over at Work Human. Answer the human need to be recognized, developed, and celebrated at workhuman.com. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. We are back, everybody, live from the Unleash America Conference. Work Human. From the Work Human booth. And we welcome Sean Christian. Senior Employer Brand and Recruitment Strategist at Discount Tire, also a Texan. Sean, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. A long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm excited excited to be here. He loves the Christopher Walken. I do. (laughs) My wife and I were headed to the beach Uh and uh, it got to the end. Normally after the show, I'm like, I go on to the next one, but I just let it run. Uh I was going through some rain and then Mr. Walker... (laughs) And I died <laughs> laughing. I go, that's got to be AI. Yeah. Uh, it was super cool. You got to yeah. hear, hear the newest one. It's Morgan Freeman. I, oh, yeah. I, I've heard Morgan. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, okay. I, I can't, and honestly, I, I went back to the second show because of the, the ending, but I got more, uh-huh. more great content and great nice. ideas. So it brought me back, but then I got more for... Uh, for what it's worth. We right? appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate that. So aside from having really good taste in podcasts, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what should listeners know about you? Give us a high level view. I'm a patriot. I'm a veteran. Uh, I love our country. A 21 year Air Force vet. Uh, last 11 years in my Air Force career, I was in recruiting. Ended my career at Air Force headquarters, marketing and advertising. I had the best job in the Air Force. Holy shit. 
marketing and advertising. Now the army has the grandest budget. When it comes to marketing, right? Air Force can't be that far behind. I mean, well, maybe that far behind, but still it's a big budget. So you guys, there must've been a lot of playing around. Yeah, uh, the good thing is I, I had, and I can't speak for everybody, I had phenomenal leadership. Okay. And I, I think without proper leadership, uh-huh. you're, you're, you're doomed to fail. Leadership is key to any type of industry that you're in. And my leadership saw that I was intrinsically passionate about being a recruiter. And not just being a recruiter, but supporting recruiters and yes. supporting what the Air Force provided me and my family. Yeah. Uh, I'd be face down in a pool somewhere hanging out with my buddies from high school if I didn't join the military, right? <laughs> to, to, uh, Same here. True Same story, here. six weeks before I left, my dad was on his deathbed with leukemia, who's still alive, by the way. I got popped for drug paraphernalia. It was a going away party for me. Uh-huh. And I went to jail. And it could have gotten a lot worse. Yeah. And the fact that my dad was literally dying. And my dad said, son, um, join the military because I'm going to be dead in six weeks. And then I had a judge who was partial to my situation, dropped all the charges. I didn't lose my job. Today's today's climate, your job is gone. You're you're out. But by the grace of God, they let me ship. And I'm still good friends with my recruiter. And I valued the relationship that I had with my recruiter. And this was 21 years ago. I was 18 years old. And I remembered that. So throw a quick curveball. Let's talk about leadership real quick, because the military, when you get promoted, you are forced to go to leadership school or you get demoted. Right. I mean, you I've had to go through the ranks. I've been through several you know, leadership schools on the corporate side. That doesn't happen. So we don't really have seasoned leaders. We have all of these really good doers who now are slammed into a management position, told to lead, and they have no clue how to lead. Right. How do we, how do we change that kind of culture on the corporate side? And it might be a hard question because you're just coming out of the military. It's easy. Ownership. Start with ownership. If you can't own the problem, uh-huh. it doesn't matter if it's your problem or not. Right. If y'all work for me and there's a mistake, <laughs> who owns the problem? Me. Yeah. I own the problem. Right. Yes. So it starts with ownership. The chief right was the chief master in the Air Force. Uh, I can't, I'm not going to quote the years, but he would always say, uh, fail forward. There's a lot of things he said that I didn't like. Yeah. But I resonated with that. We have got to um, create a culture of, there's a probably a better way to say this, create a culture of failure, meaning it's okay to fail. Well, understanding. Right. Failure is a path to success. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I think we've lost that if we've ever had it at all. And, and we have to um, learn to trust. We have to learn to be okay with things. Not It's not always going to be perfect. Nope. Because we're human. Yep. We just, we, I think we said there's nothing wrong with high expectations. But what's wrong is when we, I don't know, put our teammates down and we point fingers. Well, it's, there's a big difference between military where we are all focused to be a team. Because if we, if we don't lean on each other. People die. In corporate America, it is all rugged individualism. You're all for yourself. So when we talk about team, when we talk about family, that's really, it feels like bullshit, like bullshit narrative, right? And I only know that and feel that because I have 20 plus years of military experience too, right? I get where you're coming from. Problem is, this seems like a huge problem across all industries, big companies, small companies. It's easy to say take ownership, but how do, you, how do we systemically change something like that? Yeah. That's, that's the question, right? I don't know if there is an answer. Yeah. I think it all, it starts individually with ourselves. And no one's dying today, right? Look where we are. 
We're in Las Vegas. Yeah. Depends on how much weed Joel smokes later, but yeah. <laughs> can, that, can that kill you? I don't think it can. I'm no, scared I don't, now. I don't think it can. I don't think it can. But everyone just needs to calm down, right? Just chill out. <laughs> if you're listening, calm down. Speaking of pot, everybody <laughs> just chill the hell yeah, out. Yeah, chill so out. That's like one of my one of my favorite statements to anybody that I'm talking to that is freaking out or questions. Did anybody die? To put things just in perspective, right? Did you fuck up? Yeah. Are you going to learn from it? Let's hope so. Okay. But in the moment, it's hard. I still get worked up. Oh, yeah. I'm a driven, yeah. fiery guy. And if things don't go the way I want them to, because I have such high standards, my wife yeah. is like, dude, calm down, man. Well, you also have expectations, too. And that's one of the things right. that we do is we tune ourselves with our own expectations. And then it doesn't work out that way. It might still be a good outcome, but it didn't happen the way that we wanted it to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's healthy, I think. But it's how we react to that. Yeah. Is yeah, when yeah. you're stressed Agreed. and you don't meet your own personal expectations, don't take it out on your team. Don't take it out on your peers. Yeah. You know, kind of step back, reset. Mm-hmm. Chill out. Do whatever it is that you do. Yeah. If you're in a state that allows it, yeah, like Vegas, go ahead and take a quick uh, one hitter. I, I hate to interrupt two military guys uh, going off on a conversation without me, but I'm going to pivot back <laughs> to the military because I've always been fascinated. And you're a you're a top of funnel guy. You're a marketing, advertising, sales guy. The military is trying to convince people to come to an organization where they might die or have to kill other people, which to me is a hard thing to sell. Now let's go a, a layer deeper. You're in the Air Force, you're selling against the Army, the Marines, and everyone else. Talk about internally how those strategy sessions go when you talk about how do we get a kid that comes in and says, I'm thinking about the Army, and let's get him into the Air Force. <laughs> That's okay, fair. Well, let's set one thing straight. Much easier. I never <laughs> had to compete with the Army, the Navy. <laughs> Or the Marines, right? But was it Coast Guard? I mean, who was? do they still exist? I'm sorry, Coast they, they, them, They're legit. Them and Space guys. Force. Yes. Hey, the Space Force. I, and that's a whole other story. I was there when that whole that whole thing happened. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay, okay. But we'll, we'll get um, some beers and talk about that. One. Oh yeah, it, it's a funny story. But and I never felt like I had to sell a kid, even though I'm a sell. I'm I'm a sales guy. At the yeah. end of the day, I love sales. Right. I love the Air Force. And when you're passionate about the service or the product or the company that you represent. It's not hard to, to show passion. You got to be passionate about the product or the company that you work for. So when people walk through that door, they pretty much were 90%, I'm going to join the Air Force. No, sometimes you'd have mom and dad drag them in, or sometimes they were just interested. It's hard to tell, right? That's a, that's a great psychology question is like, where are they in their mindset, in their, in their journey of figuring out what they want to do with their life. Well, we know where you were because you just got popped from par paraphernalia. I just wanted to get the fuck out of the house, right? I, I wanted to be on my own, do my own thing. Got sick and tired of mom and dad telling me what to do all the time. The only way, because I grew up poor, was having Uncle Sam send me off to, you know, strange places, wherever he wanted But did to you go me. to each branch and say, what can you do for I me? I did not because my family had yep. really had been in the army. Only in the army. I had one grandpa who had been in the Navy, but everybody else was in the army. So that was just normal. I wish I would have actually shopped them because I probably, I, I might I might have gone in the Air Force. That's yeah. where I push everybody today. Yeah. <laughs> Love the army. Don't get me wrong. But. Is that your experience? Well, so I, I, I knew I was going to join the military as a young kid. My grandfather was Air Force. Mm -hmm. My father was Army. I knew. Like my brother, he was chasing that American dream, big house, white picket fence. Me, not so much. Yeah. I was kind of a 
rebel, got in some trouble, chased the girls. Uh, I had no desire to go to college uh, or, or study. I didn't want to study, right? Yep. And the military, the Air Force was just... I don't know. It was like a calling. Like I just knew it's where I wanted to be. And but was and, it the ads? Was it the sexy planes? Dude, I tell you what, though, teenage kids with a bunch of testosterone seeing those ads. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that that'll get you going. That's it. I think for me, you just want that challenge, and you want to be able to do something different. Yeah, you look around 9/11. That was probably one of the best years after 9/11. The best recruiting time. Uh, other than when Top Gun first came out, right? So <laughs> that time, that period, I think Americans uh, or anyone really, you know, you see something that you value. And when you see your country get attacked, something inside of you changes yeah. and you just don't you don't know how to shut it off. You just have to follow that drive. And you walk into the recruiter's office and you say, what do I do? Do How do I get there? But not everybody's just because you want to join the military doesn't mean you're going to get qualified. It's easier to get into college than it is in the Air Force. We discriminate left and right, you know, yeah. height, weight, education. We run your credit. If your debt to income ratio doesn't look pretty, more than 30%, you're not coming in wow. without a payment plan, without now, something in, to show. In the Army, de- depending on if we're hitting our goals or not, uh, it could be waiver city. Where it's like, oh, yeah. It could be a curve. These that, uh, usually <laughs> would, would disqualify you, but because of today and our special but today, <laughs> today only. Recently, within the last 10 years, I think it's safe to say, we just changed our tattoo policy. Yeah. So you couldn't have any tattoos above the collarbone. Uh, the Marine Corps was really strict on tattoos, especially around the wrist. We were a little bit more relaxed, but our general was like, what does tattoos have to do with service and commitment? Yeah. Yeah. Like we were DQing people left and right that just could do things that most humans could not do, yeah. but yet we were disqualifying them yeah. because they had a tattoo. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's the silliest thing ever. So our general was cool as shit, said, am I the general or what? Nix, no more <laughs> tattoo issues. Nice. So we know from uh, talking in the green room that you're a numbers guy. Yeah. And, and with all these restrictions, it sounds like you're pretty rigid. Let's go into the recruiting side of that. Where does tracking come in for you with advertising, who you choose to do business with? What kind of metrics do they have to show you? Talk about ROI. Yeah, that, that's a, a broad question, right? So if it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense, right? You've got to follow, you got to follow the money. And uh, it's important. Relationships are important to me. If, if a vendor can't come to me and say, hey, we dropped the ball and this is how we're going to fix it. I don't want to do business with those type of vendors, right? I, it's a relationship. On our renewals, or when we are um, revisiting last year's activations, yep. they need to show the ROI. They need to show, hey, you spent X amount of dollars, and this is what we see on our metrics. If they can't show me metrics, then it's not working. Well, let me ask you a question, though. Companies spend more on recruitment marketing than they do on their tech stack. But yet, they're still they're pulling the exact same candidates in over and over and over and over. They're not using their database first. What, what's your experience behind that? And if you were in marketing, which you were, you get fired for not doing that. But in HR and TA, we don't do it. We don't use the leads that are already in our system. Why is that? Well, let's talk about leads for a second. Yeah. I I see a lot of pitch decks. I see we can increase applicant generation by 30%. Yeah. That's the wrong language to speak to me. Is that an 80-year-old? It's a lead. Yeah. Is is it a qualified lead? What's the, the qualified lead? Yeah. Right? I'm not impressed by you can generate a thousand leads. I can generate a thousand leads, right? If I if I work hard enough and yeah. leverage the tools that are that are around me, right. and go out and build relationships and ask for referrals, right? We know that's the number one generator 
of leads is just asking someone, do you know anyone else that's yeah. interested in X, right? So don't tell me about you're going to increase lead gen. I want you to increase my applicant to hire ratio because that's a quality lead or my retention. Help me focus on retention. Yeah, I get that. But on the, on the talent acquisition side of the house, fit is important, yeah. right? No question. But a lot of that has to do with their experience after they've been hired, right? So to ask somebody on the front end to worry about your back end, I, that's unfair. Is it not? I don't know. Is it fair to go to a restaurant and eat the food and then get food poisoning? That's the back end. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the same thing. But it's the back end, right? <laughs> well, if you got food poisoning, that's where it would be coming out, yes. Right. That's, what I'm, that's a garbage. That's a garbage. <laughs> Gar- yeah, that's in and out garbage. In and out right garbage, out. right? I mean, I think that's fair to, to, to look at well, it I know, but the, que- the, the thing is, though, when somebody comes in as an employee and you bring them in, you've hired them, there's an after. There is. After, which doesn't happen in a meal other than with your body, is up to you. And your experience and, and yeah. you providing a great experience for those Correct. employees. There is a shared responsibility yes. there. Goes back to leadership. Yeah. Right? Uh, we can all lead the horse to the trough, can't make it drink. You can bring me someone on. I can onboard them. I can properly get them up to speed, set good expectations. But if I don't follow through with training and leadership and mentorship yes. and giving them the tools to succeed, then you, correct. I have failed that, right? So I guess the question is, is if you're a tech company, how do you fix that problem, right? How do you make sure that you're providing more quality leads, but then we, I have to do my part on the leadership side, right? So then that's the culture of the organization. So it's important that the vendor or culture matches with their customer's culture because that way you can speak the same language, right? So again, I get pitch decks that say, we can increase your hire ratio. Well, then I'm held to that standard when I present that to my leadership, right? Yeah, interesting. And and that's super challenging for me, right? So I don't... I don't have a lead gen problem. I want quality people yes. to join. I don't know if that answers your question or not, other than the food poisoning part. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait. The Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, Yeah. simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways. TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com that's t-e-x-t-k-e-r-n-e-l 
Mm, nachos. <laughs> Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. But are, are, vendors, are vendors dropping the ball on providing the metrics that buyers need? Yeah, that's a subjective question. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'm not setting the expectations on what I expect from those calls. And so I could probably own a little bit of that. Uh, in in the past, I, not all calls are going to go perfect. Has has that happened? Yes, but when I've asked for stuff, do they come back and give it to me? Yeah, they do. But I guess my mentality is, I want you to have your stuff ready without me asking. Have your shit together, kids. Have it together. So what what sources? I think you mentioned referrals. What uh, what works best for you in terms of getting those qualified leads through the door? So I'm a belly to belly guy. Right. I believe meeting your customers where they are and we're all fighting for attention on social media. Yeah. Right. And you can't build relationships. You can build it through to a certain point on an on a Instagram or a TikTok post or any type of ad for paid advertising. Can I get in front of them? Yes. And we all know if you pay to play, the person who's going to pay the most in advertising is going to get their their message across. Yeah. But if I can leverage the social ads with relationships with ex- activating at an event. I love sports marketing. I love sports marketing. Why? Because we're all passionate about sports. Uh-huh. And if I can meet them in a place where they're already passionate and then that experience is great, now they're associating with that great positive experience with, the, with my brand. And now I can peel back that onion and really understand what that makes that person tick. That's, that's a very military marketing way yeah. as you take a look at NASCAR, NFL, I mean, all those things, because you're you're getting something that somebody's incredibly passionate about and you're tying it to your brand. So this isn't a metaphor. This is literally you're sponsoring NASCAR events, football games, or was it a metaphor? No, when I was in the Air Force, I was the program okay. manager. And, and I, now granted, uh, I got a good buddy. He'd always give me a hard time. He's like, Sean, how many leads you get uh, at NASCAR? Is, is NASCAR is not a great example of lead gen for the Air Force because it was super low. But what it did is it created, and it comes back to recruitment marketing uh-huh. and EVP, is it created a, a platform for us to communicate who we were as an organization, not just a warfighting military branch, but right. who we were as an organization that can help you get from point A to point B, whether it be financial, education, grow your family, job security, all those other things. The media does a great job of associating the military with yeah. wars and combat and deaths and, 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 and depression, right? But they've missed the mark on all the great things that it can do. 
and I just leverage sports marketing to share that story. Now with sports marketing, what I also do is I look at the lead, the, the registrant to lead ratio because some sporting events are more propense to produce the target audience that an organization may be looking for, right? So NASCAR, with it being so broad, right? You've got a two-year-old to a nine-year-old there. It's hard, it's hard to pinpoint your, your target audience there. But let's say like Formula Drift, gearheads, younger generation, yeah. tech savvy. Now that's a very high propense for someone going into the automotive industry. Esports. Esports. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Esports. <laughs> you said belly to belly, uh, yeah. which I thought was an insult at first, but I realized that it's not now. No, it's not. You're a face-to-face, <laughs> high-touch guy in a world that's going more automation, less face-to-face. Are you willing to accept that future or are you going to fight back against that? I'm going to accept it because I'm going to leverage all those other tools to, to put me in a better position to create relationships, right? I'm going to leverage AI. I'm going to leverage these other Because if I fight it, then I'm screwed, right? It's just yes. going to make me sour, right? I need to be, I need to pivot and be smart, right? And I'm going to out-hustle my competition. And there's a lot of recruiters out there that post to pray, post and just forget about it. They don't follow up. I'm a big believer in CRMs and helping you in, in, in the sales funnel. Recruiting is sales. You've got to take that applicant through that journey and make sure that they understand the steps. Yes. Right? And if I can go to an event and, and build the relationship with little Johnny, shake his hand, meet mom, meet dad, meet girlfriend or whoever. And then I'm going to call Johnny three days later. Hey, Johnny, it's great to meet you at NASCAR. Let me know if you ever had any questions about these opportunities, but it was great to meet you and your family. I never hear from Johnny. I called Johnny two weeks later. Hey, Johnny, did you check that race out last week? It was awesome. It's badass. Did you even watch the race? Whatever. Nothing. Four weeks later, I called Johnny. Johnny, I'm going to be in your neighborhood. I'm going Johnny. to race you. And guess what? We all know the average touches on a cell between the 8th and 12th contact uh-huh. is where you're going to find that cell. And AI doesn't think like a human because we're emotional. Right. So I'm going to leverage the AI to give me the research, the market research on maybe the demographics in the city or uh-huh. what o- other organizations are going on in that city. So I'm going to leverage those tools, but it's just going to make me a better face to face, belly to belly recruiter because I bring it all onto one table. Are you bullish on uh, job fairs? Depend on the fair. Okay. Right. And, and it depends on how you activate. You can't sit behind the table. And I've walked around here. If I see a vendor sitting on their chair behind their desk, I'm not going to go up to them. Yep. So it, you, can, you can take a, some a recruiters to an event, a great event, and they can sit on their butt for two hours and they'll walk out of there and say the event sucked. No, nope, you sucked. <laughs> <laughs> How about virtual job fairs? Those are interesting. Uh, I've been in one and I just sat there and waited for people to come into the booth. Uh, you couldn't get out in front of the table. I couldn't get out in front of the table, uh, right? But I, we still got some leads out of it. Okay. Um, now we were, that was more on the corporate side and That's I didn't- More scale, right? Because right. they're more actually being able to attend. Right. Even when I was a job seeker, when I first retired from the Air Force, I attended one. And from a applicant perspective, I wasn't really impressed. Again, because I believe in the relationship, yeah. I can't look at the recruiter yeah. eye to eye. Yeah. And how do I know they're not blowing smoke? Because we all know Army recruiters, they lie all the time. <laughs> oh, if anybody knows that, it's an Army drill sergeant. Yeah. <laughs> right, right after podcasters, I think. So you're here at the show. We're in the expo hall. Any any. Any companies that have caught your attention, any companies or or businesses that you want to visit while you're here? You know, I'm just trying to take it all in. You know, this is my first uh, HR slash recruiting convention that I've been to since I've retired. 
I'm just looking to see what what does the market look like? Yeah. Who are the vendors? I, I just want to be smarter. I want to be better in my craft. So talk to me about how you think as your ability belly guy, chat GPT and all the different generative AIs that are out there are going to change and how rapid you think it's going to change this industry? Oh, it's already changed the industry rapidly. I mean, I heard about it December, November when it first really yeah. went mainstream. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't even mainstream at that point. It's, but look at it from oh, December to now. All these companies are just popping out left and right. Yeah, I, I love it because... I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not, it's hard for me to like get creativity. But what I, what I think of AI, open AI, is like a little assistant. Yeah. Right? I say, yeah. hey, here are my thoughts, whether they make sense when I write them out with my misspelled words, right? I go clean this up and help me create a better prompt to ask you so I can get a better output. Right? Yeah. So I just use it to help me idea generation, right? When we, so I'm remote. And sometimes it's hard to have some idea conversation when your team is across the country. Yeah. So I go to ChatGBT and I say, hey, you're a marketing, you're the, you're the CMO of an X company. And I, I want to influence this target audience in this industry. Give me 10 ways to do that. And clearly that frees your time up for more of those belly belly relationships. Love the belly belly. That is Sean Christian, everybody. Yes. Sean, for those that want to connect with you, where would you send them? LinkedIn. Hit me up. Sean P. Christian. Uh, Sean Paul. Sean Paul, the rapper. He, 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 oh, his yeah. name. I, oh, I, I was I, first. I see Just the so resemblance. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Uh, mine was first. But <laughs> Sean P. Christian. I love to connect with you. I love to hear from you. I want to hear your wins. If you reach out to me, I want to hear your wins and how you're changing the game. That's what I want to hear. Belly to belly. Belly to belly. That's a win. <laughs> That's a wrap. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know. And yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain -brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.